The opinions expressed in this show are the views of the host and not necessarily that of WTRW, 94.3 The Talker, or the Bold Gold Media Group. The following presentation is paid for by NJC Investments, who is solely responsible for its content. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin and Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Portions transcribed. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM The Talker. My name is Nick Colorossi. I am a certified retirement counselor at NJC Investments in Clark's Green, Pennsylvania, and I'm thrilled that you've chosen to join us once again as we open up this week's doors to the College of Financial Knowledge. Our program originates this week from the luxurious corner office studio here at the beautiful Bold Gold Radio Complex located high atop the new fall fields of the West Mountain of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Our goal on today's program is to help you to become a better long-term investor. We have a lot of ground to cover today once we open up those doors, and uh, we're going to be talking about some of the uh, defensive areas of the market and also some of the aggressive areas of the market. We'll tell you what the Federal Reserve did last week and how that affected the markets and how it will affect your portfolios as we head towards 2024. We'll also have some very, very interesting income ideas that I think you will find uh, at least of interest to do some homework on to see if they fit into your investment strategy. We'll catch you up on where we stand year to date in our markets, all of that and so much more. So please stay with us the entire hour. I promise to make it well worth your while and you will be all the wiser for it. Now, before we move on to all that great information, let me first introduce the gentleman across the massive soundboard. He's sitting there pushing all the buttons to uh, keep us on the air this morning. He does that every week, except last week. I apologize. We were not here last week, and I'm going to I'm going to ask Mr. D.C. Tiller, producer extraordinaire, what? Where were you last week? I have a thing called vacation. What is that? <laughs> That's what I get written into my deal because I work for other folks. Did you have a nice vacation? <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. Glad. Yeah. You look good. You look tan. You look ready to go. All right. And I'm sure we'll plow through the program today. And uh, thanks for coming back so we can get back on the air. <laughs> it's my pleasure. I appreciate that. Okay. And it's good to be back live. And yeah. uh, we have a lot of great information to cover today, DC. Yeah. Before. Before we get started, as you're apt to do about this time of the program, why don't you tell us about it? So it's fall, DC. Yes. I was going to ask for the weather, but it's the first 
weekend in fall. How yeah. about that? Yeah, I guess this would be like the first day of fall. I think it was fall as of like two o'clock this morning. And, uh, and it's going to feel and look like it. It's uh, rainy and uh, 60 for this uh, this whole weekend here. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Let's go back to summer. Okay, fine. <laughs> I think it gets better next week. We'll sure. take, we'll deal with whatever we get. And just a reminder to you, DC, because uh, I want to make sure you get your Halloween pumpkin. Yeah. It's only 42 days until Halloween. All right. That makes it only 61 days till Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. And if we follow it through, uh-huh. it is only 77 days till the big guy takes to the skies, crosses across, down DC's chimney he goes. Yes. And on the 78th day from today, Christmas morning. All right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. All right. Let's remind everyone before we get started that if there's ever a question you have on our program or if there's anything that we can help you with in your financial life, in your investment life, never hesitate to give us a call at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. We love hearing from our listeners, and you can always reach out to me as well. Through our website, njcinvestments.com, you can send me an email direct, nick at njcinvestments.com. We're happy to help you in any way that we can. DC, what a week on Wall Street. It seems like I've said that a lot <laughs> right? over the course of this year. Uh, we had Mr. Jay Powell, Federal Reserve Chair, out with his two-day meeting. They started on Tuesday, ended up on Wednesday. I don't think they do very much until like five minutes till two on (laughs) on Wednesday afternoon when they make their announcement on interest rates. And let me just say, if you want to follow what's happening in our investment markets, all you need to do is watch the 10-year Treasury yield. Now, we tell you about that each week, and I know a lot of you say, why does he talk about the yield on a 10-year Treasury? Because it is so important to judge where our markets are heading. Every time that yield heads up, the markets sell off. Every time that 10-year treasury yield is going down, interest rates are coming down in the marketplace, our markets seem to rally. And this past week, we had a rising treasury yield, and I'm going to put it at the feet of Mr. Jay Powell because he came out on Wednesday, D.C. He didn't really say anything new, but it did scare the markets a bit. Uh I would not, as an investor today, I would not be, uh, you know, going along with the herd here and being fearful, and I'll give you the reasons why in just a few moments, but he did say that the Federal Reserve is leaning. They did not raise rates this time around. They said, we're leaning towards possibly raising rates one more time before the end of 2023. That's what their thought is right now. Of course, we'll have a lot of data come in before their next meeting. They have one in November. They have one in December. But I'll bet you that we do get, I'm not for it, but I bet you that we do get one more rate hike. And I'll tell you, I think it's because 2024. What's going on in 2024, DC? I'm starting to hear the ads for already. Boy, yeah, that presidential election. It seems like it comes around every 90 days anymore. (laughs) I know, right? But I will tell you, I doubt that the Federal Reserve wants to be anywhere near raising interest rates in 2024. In fact, I think they'll be cutting them before they're even saying, they're saying, oh, no, we're going to keep rates higher for longer. I think there's a chance that we get a 50 basis point hike somewhere before the end of the year. It'll probably be 25, but there is a chance of 50 basis points, which I would welcome because then they can just step back. 
Mm-hmm. And I think there'll be cutting rates and that builds a chance for a good investment scenario as we head into 2024. And it will be here before you know it. Sure. The problem we have, DC, is we have to get through the next few weeks. There's nothing really going on in the market. Remember, August, September, and the first couple of weeks of October, traditionally the worst times for our investment markets, both stocks and bonds. And so far, that is holding up. We had a big tail off after uh, Powell's speech. We were up over 200 points. We ended down that day over 200 points on Wednesday. Had another big down day on Thursday, all over the place on Friday. So um, right now, I wouldn't get too concerned about that, but rather I would be getting my shopping list ready. There were some things that have come down, some of the leadership, some of the magnificent 7DC, the artificial intelligence stocks that have been leading the market. Some have had some pullbacks. The traditional leaders, the tech stocks have pulled back over the last few weeks. If you missed that run and you're looking to enter some of those positions, have a price target ready. And if nothing has changed and the market brings it down to you on sale, don't be afraid to pull the trigger if you're a long-term investor. But there are different uh, ETFs, there are different mutual funds. Things may become on sale between now and mid-October. And I focus on mid-October because, DC, that's when we get the GDP report. Mm -hmm. That's when we start to see the next round of earnings. In October, we are supposed to see the first year-over-year growth in earnings in over two years, right? We've been in an earnings recession. Even though earnings came in beating expectations last quarter by about 79% beat the company's beat, they still were minus over 4% minus the year before. Mm -hmm. So minus earnings on the S&P 500. That is supposed to change to positive in the third quarter slightly, And then in the fourth quarter earnings, we're expecting 7% year-over-year growth. We're expecting 4% GDP growth. If we start to see those numbers, DC, I think there can be a good rally in our markets as we head to the end of the year. We'll see how that plays out. I'm hopeful. My estimation is just as good as any of those estimates on Wall Street from those experts, don't you think, DC? Experts, yes, of course it is. I, you know, the, the, if you watch the business news channels all day, like I have to, yeah. I, I recommend that you don't. Right. You will be convinced in the morning that the market's going straight down. You will be convinced in the afternoon that the market's going straight up, and the market will f- end up sideways. Right. Right. So, the, the, you know, take it for what it's worth. You get a lot of good information, but your common sense and investing will carry you much further than any expert, so-called expert advice that you will get on TV or from the talking heads. Thanks again for tuning in to the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM, The Talker. I'm Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments, and that guy over there, he's Mr. D.C. Taylor of Old Gold Radio fame, back in his favorite chair after a nice, relaxing vacation, but he's happy to be be back. I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. Of course. And we both thank you for allowing us to be the soundtrack for your early Saturday mornings. Well, DC, coming up on today's program, in just a little bit, we're going to take a barbell type of a strategy. We've told you all along in this type of a market, and it has been a difficult market for investors in 2023, even though the averages look pretty good, a lot of things not making sense 
to investors, DC. Okay. And so we, we, we don't know where the next move is coming from. We've seen a big move earlier in the year, certainly from the artificial intelligence sector and the growth area, while value has kind of meandered through. We've seen uh, some recently some defensive strategies paying off, energy coming way back from the worst performing sector earlier in the year to now positive for the year and everything in between. And we've taken the position for most of our clients, and everybody's different, but we've taken a position to say, you need to have a little bit of growth, but you need to have a little bit of value. You need to have some income ideas as well. Cash is not a bad place to be, and defensive areas are not a bad place to be. So in other words, the more diversified you are to muddle through 2023, hopefully we get clearer direction as we get into that election year of 2024. But coming up in the program, we're going to show you both sides. We're going to look at the seven best energy dividend stocks to buy right now, considered defensive. And that comes to us from U.S. News and World Report. We're also going to review the three AI chip stocks that should be on every investor's radar this fall. Now that we've entered fall, you've you've confirmed. Of course. And that comes to us from InvestorPlace.com. So we'll look at both uh, defensive and aggressive areas. And then we're going to fit in the seven high-yield covered call ETFs for income. That also comes to us from U.S. News and World Report. Interesting ways to get a monthly income stream. We'll cover that as well, so don't go anywhere. But I thought we'd start today with some stock picks. Okay. Just uh, These are not recommendations from me to you. These are just some of the... Uh, Wall Street guys that are saying these are the, their favorite places to be right now. I'll point out that we do own, let me see, we do own two out of the three of these. Okay. Let's start with our friend Mark Mahaney. Mark Mahaney of Evercore Management. He's on the tech side. He gave us two ideas on Friday. He was on Friday morning, Fox Business with Stuart Varney. And his two ideas, they're not his favorite, but they are buy-rated ideas, he started with Netflix, NFLX. You're a Netflix guy, right? Uh, occasionally, yeah. I, I bounce in and out of subscriptions there, depending on depending on what's on, what I feel like watching. All right. Um, Netflix, he has a price target. He had a price target of 550 He lowered his price target, but reiterated his buy rating on mm-hmm. NFLX. He hit, now has a uh, 12-month price target of $500. Netflix trading just under $380. On Friday, NFLX, and we do own some Netflix at NJC Investments for full disclosure. Um, Again, these are not my recommendations. These are Mark Mahaney's recommendations. If you want to check that out online, you can find him under Evercore, E-V-E-R-C-O-R-E. I don't know your particular circumstances and what would be suitable. But as always, if you need help or deeper details on anything that we mentioned on the program, you can reach out to us at NJC Investments. We'll provide that free of charge or obligation. Mahaney's other pick on Friday, D.C., Pinterest. Okay. Do you, I don't know what they do. <sighs> Pinterest. I really have not been able to figure out exactly what Pinterest is. It looks like, I don't know, here's a bunch of stuff I found online uh, and I put it into categories of stuff I like. I, I don't, you just, I don't you know. You pin it there and then you come back to it to, yeah. to remind yourself? I, I guess. I have yeah. enough clutter piles <laughs> elsewhere. I don't need any more. But that's, <laughs> the, that's not, I, we do not currently own Pinterest. <laughs> right. 
for uh, investors at NJC Investments, but Mark Mahaney does have a buy rating on PINS. You may want to do some homework in that area. It's trading at about $26 currently. 3086 was the high for the 52 week period, and 2060, the 52 week low. Mark Mahaney put a one year price target of $35 from its current $26 price target. Okay. No uh, guarantee that that will get there, but that is Mark Mahaney's picks from Evercore. I thought I'd throw in one more today, DC. Mm-hmm. And this came on Friday from Citigroup. They upped their price target on Meta. Tell everybody what Meta is. Uh, Facebook. Facebook. We'll call it Facebook, but the symbol did change to M-E-T-A. They took their price target from $315 to $360 in the next 90 days. They think that's possible. Okay. They give their reasons. You can look them up online. But META, again, trading right around the $300 mark on Friday, a new price target from Citigroup of $360. Uh, the last time I checked, Meta was the second best performing stock in the S&P 500 so far year to date in 2023, second to NVIDIA, NVDA. Okay. All right. Well, DC, we're just about coming up to a break. When we come back from that break, I'd like to talk about a couple of things. There were three IPOs last week, and uh, I'll tell you how those three did. It's been a long time since we've had an IPO, an initial public offering of stocks, and they did have some interest. We'll talk about that. And because everybody keeps asking, yes, we do have CDs at NJC Investments through Fidelity Investments, I will give you the latest CD rates from last week. They're higher than they've been in 15 years, DC. We get a lot of calls. So Fidelity Investments scans the country for some of the best paying banks, all FDIC insured. I will give you those guaranteed FDIC insured rates when we come back from this break. But before we get there, let's thank our friends at Seidel's Restaurant in North Scranton, a beautiful Italian-American bistro. This is my favorite time, the early fall, to go out to dinner. You can still eat outside on their beautiful patio, or you can come indoors to their comfortable lounge area or dining room. A great nightly special menu. It's changing every night, DC, and they have great items to begin with. You know, the chef at Seidel's was the last chef at the iconic Prino's restaurant in downtown Scranton. Many years back, he brought some of those great recipes with him as well as his own. So do yourself a favor and check out Seidel's restaurant on North Main Avenue in Scranton. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Your financial future back in just one minute. Please stay with us. If you're searching for a special dining experience, Sedell's Restaurant is your home for great taste. Sedell's Restaurant is one of Scranton's elite fine dining establishments, specializing in Italian-American contemporary cuisines. At Sedell's, generous size entrees are prepared with only the highest quality ingredients. So whether you're having a meal for business or pleasure, it's sure to leave a lasting impression. Sedell's Restaurant has mouth-watering Italian-American contemporary cooking with a delightful ambiance. At Sedell's, you are certain to find unique specials for what you're craving. If you can't find an entree off their elaborate menu, just ask the chef. He can create an off-the-menu meal for you. At Sedell's, the owner is also the chef. Sedell's is located on the corner of Main Avenue and Tripp Street in North Scranton. They are now accepting holiday party reservations and on- and off-site holiday catering. 343-6544. 
That's 343-6544. Make it special. Make it Sedell's. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM, The Talker. Thanks for staying with us on this first weekend of autumn 2023. Right. How about that, DC? Taylor? How about that? Yes. Where did the summer go? <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, we uh, we had a nice nice summer. It was, it was great. It was. Very yeah. green, I will say that. Yeah, we stayed yeah. green all through the summer. Had just enough rain to keep the grass green right through. Uh-huh. Yeah. I hope we have an extended fall as well. Nice. But right now, I'll tell you what I'm enjoying this piping hot cup of coffee you've just placed down in front of us after that mad dash down the hall. What did you bring us back today? That's the autumn brew. The autumn brew has returned. I knew it. That's yes. terrific. Yes. It has a great flavor. It does mm-hmm. have like an autumn-y kind of feel to it. Yes, when you when you drink it, you uh you you have the scene of uh you know the jazz music playing do 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 and the and uh, Charlie Brown and Snoopy jumping into the leaf pile. Is that what that is? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. That's what I'm feeling. All right. Well, thank you, DC, and we urge everyone, hey, why don't you grab a cup of whatever it is that gets your early Saturday morning started? Sit back and enjoy the rest of our program. DC, I thought we'd go right into the IPOs last week. Then we'll get to those CD rates. Stay with us for that. But we had major IPOs. We have not had a lot of initial public offerings of companies in the last few years. There were three highly anticipated IPOs last week. And um, I will give you the three names and you tell me which names you know. Okay. So one was Instacart. (laughs) Yeah. One was Arm Holdings, and one was Clavio. Are there any there that you know or don't know? Yeah, Instacart, of course. The other two, I'm not really sure. Okay, Arm is the semiconductor company uh, issued by SoftBank. Mm -hmm. And the other one I didn't know about, and I think that was the best performer out of all of them. But uh, let's go through them really quickly. Arm was the most anticipated. We'll start there. That's the only one we did purchase some shares for certain clients at NJC Investments where suitable for full disclosure. Um, ARM Holdings, a semiconductor company, as I said, spinoff of SoftBank. They spun off only 10% of the company. They kept 90% for themselves. ARM opened, let's see, well, let me tell you where it priced. It priced at $51 per share. Now, what that means, DC, this is the biggest scam left on Wall Street. When it prices the institutional buyers that are able to purchase their shares ahead of the opening, get the $51 per share price. And those were companies like Apple and Intel and NVIDIA were buying shares. I'm sure all the big banks were buying shares at $51. It opened the next morning at $56.10. That's the first time an individual investor could get in. Mm -hmm. So theoretically, all the institutions could be selling you their $51 stock at $56.10 on the open. Okay. Right. That's it's still that drives me a little bit crazy because out of all the other crazy rules that they have on us, this <laughs> seems like a big opening to say, hey, that's not too fair, right? Right. Anyway, Arm opened at fifty six ten, went up to sixty nine dollars before coming back down below their price point. They're right at the fifty one dollar area, fifty one fifty two on Friday, but they got down as low as forty nine eighty five last week. Instacart 
Have you used Instacart? No. I used it once during COVID. Uh-huh. I thought it was crazy expensive and never used it again. Yeah. So I did not participate in this stock for our investors. And C-A-R-T, the symbol, this priced at $30 and opened at $42. And I think it got up as high as $42.95, then came all the way back down to $30 on Friday. Okay. You got to be careful with these IPOs, but they have priced at 30 and again, the institutions get 30 and it opens at 42 How about that? $29.90 was the uh, low last week for Instacart, and the one that did best... Clavio, it's a marketing tech company, and they they say we send they specialize in sending well timed ads. My favorite when I'm on the computer. Um, it's to they, I guess they started with Shopify, mostly sending Shopify customers uh, text messages that hey, there's something in your cart or okay. you know that company, you know what I'm talking about. Right? Yeah. KVYO is the symbol. They priced at thirty dollars. They opened at thirty six seventy five. They got as high. Is thirty nine forty seven, the low last week thirty twenty six, but they closed the week out in the thirty three fifty range, so higher than their IPO. Uh, KVYO, we did not participate in that either. We did add to ARM later in the week when it pulled back from the earlier highs, mm-hmm. uh, just for full disclosure, for certain clients, not all clients, certainly at NJC Investments. It is a more aggressive position, and we we will be talking about some chip companies especially the artificial intelligence chip companies in just a few moments. So stay with us for that. Thanks again for tuning in to the Your Financial Future program, the number one financial hour in all of Northeastern Pennsylvania and beyond. I'm Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments. That guy over there, Mr. DC Taylor of Bold Gold Radio fame. And we're always thankful they're out there listening, DC. We yeah. have so many people that call in and thank us for uh, putting the program on. And Good. it's great to hear from everybody. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people uh, appreciate uh, the info we're getting out there. We're happy to provide this for That's you. That's right. And, and it is all for free right here on 94.3. Yes. How about that? <laughs> okay, DC, let's move on to those CD rates. Yes, we do have CDs at NJC Investments. And every last year and into this year, early this year, why, why don't I sell all my stocks and everything and my bonds and go over to CDs? They're safe, they're secure, and they're the highest rates in 15 years. Yes, it is the highest rates in 15 years. However, mid-year, I reminded everyone, had you switched everything over to a CD from your stock portfolio, I think mid-year and just off the top of my head, I'd like to say the uh, NASDAQ was up about... 30%, the S&P about 15%, and the Dow about 4 or 5%. Right. If you were in a CD that paid 5%, you were up 2 and 1/2%. You are trailing everything. Yeah. I still think, of course we're comparing apples and oranges, I know that. Right. And I w- for investors, I think it's a good idea if your bank savings rate is paying you less than that. One, if it's a lot of bank savings still in the 1% area, DC, mm. get out of that and use that for your CD investments. That's my take. I still think for long-term investors, stocks and bonds are better places to be, but there's not ever a problem of having some cash in CDs for safety. And these are the best rates we've seen in 15 years. Let me just give them to you quickly. And I remind you, these come from Fidelity Investments. They are subject to change at any time. They are all FDIC insured. They're not local banks, DC. They're throughout the country. But again, that FDIC insured rating. And uh, the the six-month CD rate right now, 5.5%. 
the one-year CD rate is 5.5% as well. And then when you go out in time, they start to actually come down a bit because these banks don't think these rates are going to stay up high very long. So again, 5.5% CDs, those are really good numbers for CDs. And if you're looking at treasury bonds, yes, we have those as well. You can look at six-month treasury bonds in a 5.2% range and uh, one-year treasury bonds, 5.31 is the best I saw last week. Again, subject to change. But if you're interested in CDs, in treasury bonds, in any type of uh, fixed income, we have that as well at NJC Investments. We're happy to quote you prices at any time. Just ring us up at 570-586-5030. With that, DC, we've come to my favorite part of the program where we like to catch you up on where we stand year to date in our markets. But you know that I always like to give you that hot tip on some of the best investments that you can ever make. That is investing in your family, investing in yourself, and investing in your own community. A good one here, DC, and it's today in about an hour and a half. Get outdoors and go check out the Lackawanna River Conservation Association hosting the annual festival, the River Fest. At Sweeney's Beach in Scranton, PA. Again, today it starts at 11 a.m., runs till 5 p.m. There'll be music by the uh, Dishonest Fiddlers, DC. Oh, nice. Yeah, the Dishonest Fiddlers. Yeah. Yeah. And Mountain Sky Orchestra. There'll be environmental displays. There'll be a lot of vendors there. You can uh, come out and support your community. They have the Duckathon, right? The ducks (laughs) racing down the river. You don't want to miss that. I think that goes off at noon. So uh, today at Sweeney's Beach, that's at 40. Poplar Street in Scranton, PA, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Okay. What do you have for us, DC? Electric City Rocks. It is a concert to benefit the performing arts in northeastern Pennsylvania. Saturday, October 7th, about two weeks from now. Actually, it is two weeks from today. uh, At the Ritz Theater in downtown Scranton, featuring Radio Flashback, performing classic hits from the 70s. Uh, Grab your raffle tickets for your chance to win a custom guitar. And food and drinks will be available for purchase, too. Uh, The show starts at 7 o'clock. That is two weeks from today, Saturday, October 7th, at the Ritz Theater in downtown Scranton. There's a great show for you, DC. Very nice. Let me tell you about that Ritz Theater. I grew up going to that theater a lot on weekends when it was the Comerford Theater Uh downtown Scranton. It was a big old movie house, kind of on the line of of the Kirby Center, only bigger. Right. right? So now if you go there, you're sitting in a portion of the balcony. You're sitting in about one-fifth. Of the entire what used to be the Comerford Theater, and that that dates way back to vaudeville days. I think it was the Poli, mm-hmm. P-O-L-I, when it first started, and yeah. uh, it has a lot of history, a lot Very of nice. history right there. A lot of great memories at the Comerford, and now it's the Ritz Theater, downtown Scranton. Yeah, and again, October 7th, it's called Electric City Rocks. Great. Thank you, DC. You're very welcome. Time to get back to finance. Here's where we stand in our capital markets as of September 23rd, 2023. Dow Jones Industrial Average, just shy of 3% gains. We're slipping just a bit over the last few weeks, DC. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dow up 2 plus percent, too high. Um, We have the S&P 500 up about 13% year to date. And the NASDAQ now 
down to uh, up. It, it's it's off of its highs. I think the high was 37% gains. We're now at about 27, just shy of 27% year to date. Still a good number, but the trend over the last few weeks has been down. This is a tough time of the year traditionally for our markets. And here's the problem also. The next two items are inflation gauge items. The 10-year treasury yield at 4.4%. And that has been a problem. Every time we've come up above that four number, DC, it's hurt our markets, especially the growth side. And we've seen that. And uh, I think if you watch that, you just look in the morning and see where that treasury yield is trending. If we're heading to 5%, you have to be more defensive. If we're heading back towards 4%, you can be a little bit more on the uh, buyer's side. I think for long-term investors, you stay diversified and look for opportunities on pullbacks. That's my own take. Work closely with your own financial advisor to make sure you are on top of your portfolio. Price of a barrel of oil, also a problem, D.C., over $90 a barrel now. If that goes above $100 a barrel, I would certainly be more defensively minded. If it goes below 90 and trends down, I think that can help our markets in the long term. I think, D.C., as we get to 2024, my best guess is these numbers start to trend down. I just don't know over the next few weeks. A lot of things going on. We've got the um, auto strike, right? Right. We've got a potential government shutdown. We've got we've pulled back on some oil contracts and leases recently, mm -hmm. and the Saudis are not helping us with pricing. They're upping their prices and holding their prices. So a lot going on right now. Stay patient. I think there are better days ahead, but uh, stay disciplined in there. Have your shopping list ready for quality items. That's my opinion. Well, DC, I see that we're coming up on another break. We'll take that in just a second. I just want to remind you, coming up next, we're going to be talking about that little talked about subject of artificial intelligence. <laughs> okay. It's all that the Magnificent Seven really moved the markets year to date. Uh, and the, all the stocks really, if you take those seven, uh -huh. and they're the names of uh, Amazon and Apple and Google and Meta and NVIDIA and so mm -hmm. forth. If you take them out of the market... The market's flat to down, right? Right. There are yeah. more stocks down than up. So they've really kept our markets up. We'll talk about the three AI chip stocks that InvestorPlace.com thinks you should have on your radar this fall. We'll also then talk about the defensive side, the seven best energy dividend stocks to buy now. And I hoped also to fit in the seven high yield covered called ETFs. For income. Very interesting, very interesting investments there to review. So please stay with us. Your financial future will be back with all that. But before we go to break, let's thank our friends at Montrose Motors in beautiful Montrose, Pennsylvania for sponsoring mm. this portion of our program. They have all the new Fords there, DC. Yeah. They're beautiful. What else do they have? Uh, top quality pre-owned vehicles, whatever your uh, budget is, whatever your needs are, they will help you find the one that is perfect for you. A great family-friendly dealership, great service department. The coffee's always on and it's always free. Nice. Get out there and check them out because I'm sure that my friends at Montrose Motors can make you that great deal on your next vehicle. Your financial future will be back after these brief messages. I hope that you will. Please stay with us. Looking for a dealership where you'll feel right at home the minute you walk into the showroom? This describes Montrose Motors to a T. 
You know, that Ford dealership in the great little town of Montrose, Pennsylvania? Not only do they have a great selection of new Ford vehicles in stock, they also have an equal amount of quality pre-owned cars, SUVs, and trucks. It's just a short country drive to the no-hassle Ford dealer Montrose Motors on Grow Avenue. Ask for Andy Bennett or Doug Thomas. These guys really have never met a stranger. You'll end up friends. Nestled in the rolling hills of beautiful Clark's Green, Pennsylvania, you will find NJC Investments, a capable small-town firm with local values working right here for the citizens of our own community. Whether it's retirement planning, college planning, or just building up that long-term nest egg, the advisors at NJC Investments have decades of experience helping your neighbors achieve their goals. Why don't you get to know NJC Investments too? You can reach us at 570-586-5030. That's 570-586-5030. And we welcome you to join us weekly as we broadcast the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM The Talker, Saturdays at 9 a.m. NJC Investments, helping to take the mystery out of your financial future. Securities offered through Lee Ball and Company LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi from uh, NJC Investments on 94.3 FM, The Talker. And I'm DC Taylor, the uh, producer here and uh, co-host, I guess, right? Sitting across the massive soundboard, Nick's over there. Hey, Nick, how are you? I'm doing terrific. Not only is he the producer and co-host, he has his own night, I'm sorry, yes, nightly program on our sister station during the week now, Monday through Friday. Uh It goes 4 till 8 p.m., only 7 on Fridays. Classic rock radio there on the river. And uh, DC has all that great wit and wisdom that you just don't want to miss. If you like classic rock, and I already know you like DC, you want to tune into the river 105-1035 every night of the week to get that uh, wit and wisdom and great music. Yeah, keep you company on your ride home and uh, your early evening, whatever you're going to be doing at the house. Yes, thank you. I appreciate you tuning in. Absolutely do. Love the music, love the wit and wisdom, and uh, happy to have you on this program as well. Thank you. Well, DC, I think um, I'll give you a little statistic of why not to freak out in this market. Yeah, it's been a couple of tough weeks, no doubt, in our marketplace, We have a lot of things going on out there geopolitically, certainly. Um, We have, um, you know, not a lot of economic news coming till the middle of October. So this is a a time to weather the storm, I think. But Mm -hmm. let me give you a little bit of history here, DC. Friday, September 15th marked the 15th year anniversary of the biggest day, I think, of the financial crisis back in 2008. That's when Lehman Brothers went bankrupt. Yeah. And uh, everybody was crazy back then. You think times are tough now. When that happened, from the close of business, the Friday before they filed bankruptcy, to the low of the market, which was March 9th, 2009, they filed for bankruptcy September September 12th, uh, 2008, Mm -hmm. until March 9th, 2009. The S&P was down just a bit. How much in that short period? 46%. 46%. 46%. 
But despite that, as long as you were not uh, scared out of those markets, and I had a few people that were DC, and I don't believe they ever got back in. Yeah. A shame. Because in the 15 years since that Friday, the S&P 500, according to Bespoke, up 380.8%. Annualized return, uh-huh. 11% per year. Oh, okay. How about very, that? Very nice. Yeah. So we had, you know, there are always bumps along the way. That happened to be a big one. We had a big bump back in 2022 for certain. Right. But uh, long-term investors, at least in the past, have been paid off for being diligent and uh, weathering the storm. Yeah, yeah. All right, Nick, we got the studio hotline ringing right now, uh, blinding us. Uh, you know, when it rings that uh, this time of the week, uh, you know you know what that means. Right? It can only be one thing. It's got to be Mitchell's mailbag time. Yes, it is time for the Mitchell's mailbag portion of the Your Financial Future program. It's where we answer your questions. And uh, you get those questions in via email to uh, nick at njcinvestments.com. And make sure you put in the subject line, Mitchell's Mailbag. And that way we know who gets all those questions forwarded over to him so he can uh, get us a nice variety of topics every week. Mitchell Dimitrik, back with us. Hello, Mitchell. How are you? Hello, DC Taylor. Hello, Nick. Thank you for having me on such a beautiful Saturday morning. We're happy to have you back. It is a beautiful, every Saturday morning's a beautiful Saturday morning. DC Taylor's back. You're back, and we're looking forward to your questions on uh, the Mitchell's mailbag portion of our program here, DC. Yes. Yes, yes. It is certainly good to be back, and uh, I'm ready to get going. All right. Well, let's do this then, Mitchell. Question number one. Go ahead. What do you have for us? All righty. Question number one comes from Adam right here in Sprint. Adam asks, I have owned Disney stock for over 20 years. It has been very good to me, except for lately. I noticed that it is way down this year. Is there a reason for this? And I was wondering if you think this is a buying opportunity. Oh, okay. Adam in Scranton. The only problem with that, I can't really give individual stock advice, DC, as mm-hmm. you know, but let's do a generalization here. We can look at Disney trading at about $80 just over that. It's trading at decades lows, right? Yeah. It's the lowest it's been in decades. So yeah, it was good to you. Not so good in the last couple of years. Here's what I will say as a generalization. A lot of companies are starting to put their politics out there, and I don't care what side you come down on, right, left, or I don't think these companies should be putting politics out there. What do we say about politics, DC? Uh, keep your politics out of your portfolio. Absolutely. So Disney's gotten very involved, and they had the fight with um, the state of Florida over mm-hmm. certain things. And, um, you know, I don't care what your politics are. I just want to go to a nice amusement park or a nice themed restaurant there or a nice cruise, whatever it is. And and I think that they've disenchanted um, a good number of people. So I prefer these companies that that don't get involved like this, that just do business. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of investors do as well. And I really think that's hurt them. And it's not just Disney. There are other companies that we've seen. Imbev, we said, uh, right, is uh, the uh, the Bud Light thing and everything that went on with that. Uh, so I, I wish these companies would just do their business, and uh, you know, everybody's allowed their own opinion, but you don't have to try to uh, earn social credit. That's, is that a good way? To I say guess it? that's okay. Yeah. But, but that ha- I personally, I think that's that's hurt the stock, and I think you can look at a lot of companies. They have recently stepped back a bit. 
They said they are going to invest more in Florida. They've taken some of their lawsuits down against against the state of Florida. Right. So maybe they're turning a corner. I do your homework here. It is a long term. It's been a very good company. I think it can again. I would work closely with your financial advisor and uh, make sure you're doing your homework on this one. Maybe they turn the corner on some of the the issues they've had. And there's other companies in this boat that uh, you know we'll we'll see how it goes forward. But a lot of these ESG type companies and a lot of these social type platforms have have suffered DC, and they're starting to change. Maybe there's a there's Changes in the changes afoot out there. Okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll be looking at that. And uh, thank you for the question. Let's uh, let's get right to the second question in Mitchell's mailbag. Mitchell, please. What do you have for us? Alrighty. Question number two comes from Donnie in Clark Summit. Donnie asks, "Do you think this is a good time to buy municipal bonds for safety? And how would I go about doing that?" Donnie and Clark Summit, thanks for listening. Municipal bonds for safety as a general rule, they are considered one of the safer investment classes out there, and there's different ways to do it. If you have over $200,000 to invest, I think you can look at individual investment bonds, individual municipal bonds through your brokerage. Um, If you need some quotations, uh, depending on how far out in time, what your time horizon, your risk level, and so forth, the, the ranges on these DC in the 4% range and attack. If you can get a four plus percent municipal bond, the taxable equivalent yield, remember they are free. If you buy a Pennsylvania municipal, they're free of state, local and federal taxes, but any municipal bond is free of federal taxes. Mm-hmm. The taxable equivalent yield. If you can get somewhere in the 4.0 to 4.25% area, DC is almost 6%. Mm-hmm. So okay. uh, they are attractive. They're considered safer. There are different grades of them. I, I wouldn't, for instance, I wouldn't be buying California municipal bonds right now. They're having some budget issues, right? Uh, but there are uh, different different ratings on them. So again, you need to do your homework. But as a generalization, the bond market had its worst year in 2022. It started slightly to recover, not so much in the last couple of weeks with interest rates rising, the ten year yield rising. But I think somewhere in 2024, my best guess is that we start to see rates come down a bit and that could be very good for the bond market. So yes, do your homework in this area for safety for long-term investors. All right, good. Let's get to one more question in Mitchell's mailbag. Mitchell, what do you have? Already. Last but certainly not least, question number three comes from James in Wilkesbury. James asks, I always enjoy your program, especially the Mitchell's Mailbag feature. Thank you, James. All right. I hope he reads my question on the air. Well, James, today is your lucky day. Right. Do you think we will have a government shutdown? And if we do, how will that affect our economy and our, our investment market? Great question, James. Thanks for listening in Wilkesbury, PA. And yeah, government shutdown. It looks it's looming, DC. What do yeah, you think? Uh, government shutdown. That's uh, I don't know. I mean, wh- how does that affect us? You know, they, well, they they <laughs> send home all the non-essential workers, but uh, they keep everybody else. I got a I got a plan. Yeah, let's just send them home and keep. Why do we pay non-essential workers permanently? <laughs> yes. I guess I guess somebody's got to take care of some of that stuff in the background. I don't know. I will tell you this, James. We. 
can't predict the future on how this will play out and how it will affect the markets, but I can tell you about the past. Yeah. Every time, I think the last five government shutdowns that we've had, they've ranged from a day to a week, I think. Right. Every time the market has gone up. Yeah. Right. And why is that? Because Washington isn't there to spend and waste your money. I think that's the, <laughs> that's my opinion. That's so <laughs> I wouldn't be too concerned. I'm sure they will come to some kind of agreement before too long. If we have a couple days of shutdown or a week of shutdown, the world will not stop. The government will not stop. The uh, social security checks will go out. All the essential things will get done. It's just those non-essential guys right. that are going to be home on paid vacation. On paid vacation. That's yes, it. right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for your uh, your questions here in the Mitchell's Mailbag portion of the Your Financial Future program. Again, if you'd like to get in and you want to get in on the action here, we'd love to hear from you. Send that email to nick at njcinvestments.com and put in the subject line, Mitchell's Mailbag. And Mitchell Dimitrik, our uh, our former intern, he's our colleague in the field. Uh, uh, thank you, Mitchell, for uh, compiling these questions again this week. DC, Nick, thank you for having me on the show each and every Saturday morning. It was great to be back today, and I'm looking forward to next week's questions. We are, too. It's always great to have you. Enjoy your first full weekend of fall, and uh, we'll see you right here next week on the radio. Sounds good. Talk to you guys then. That again, Mitchell Dimitrik, our colleague in the field. Uh, glad to have him back, D.C. Taylor. Yep. And, Very glad. Uh, uh, we'll look forward to more questions next week. Get your questions in. Mm -hmm. We're just coming up on a break, D.C. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we are going to talk about the three AI chip stocks that should be on your radar, the seven best energy dividend stocks to buy now, and also the seven high-yield covered call ETFs that investors will love from different authors. We'll cover them all, certainly give you some homework to read up on as we go into the weekend and start our investment week on Monday. Yes. So your financial future back in one minute. Please stay with us, won't you? Hi, this is Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments. Investors today are facing all new challenges. With recent market volatility, we've urged our investors not to lose sight of their long-term investment goals. It's times like these that can create opportunity because we believe true wealth is built slowly over time. Let us show you how that can work with a simple dollar cost averaging plan that can help you stay on track to meet those goals. If you would like to talk to us about getting started or updating your current investments to take advantage of today's market opportunities, give us a call at NJC Investments 570-586-5030. That's 570-586-5030. At NJC Investments, we are bullish on America and excited about our future. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Thanks for staying with us here on the Your Financial Future program on this beautiful fall weekend. It's 
First weekend of fall, we hope it's the first of many happy fall weekends for you, DC. Happy and, uh, and beautiful as we uh, get ready to watch the uh, watch the leaves change in front of us. Love this time of the year. Yeah. Let's move on. How much time do we have left in our program? About eight minutes. Well, I have enough time, I think, to get all of this great information in. Uh, remember, these are not recommendations from me to you when we do these. We're just reviewing authors that have written about these topics. I will point out where we do hold the positions, but uh, let's plunge right into the three AI chip stocks that should be on everybody's radar, according to Alex Siroy's writing for InvestorPlace.com. You can check out all these articles online. We are only skimming the surface here. They talk about in the beginning of the article, DC, how NVIDIA, NVDA, uh, one of our holdings at NJC Investments for many of our clients. In fact, we own all of these companies in this article, but they talk about NVIDIA setting the stage. They are still the leader in chips for semiconductors. Their chips are 10 times faster than anybody else. That's why they're the leader. Yeah. But they say AMD, symbol AMD, isn't that far behind. And they have a new MI300 series chip coming later this year. AMD trading at $96.20 on the close on Friday. The next chip, they say, for AIDC is Intel. They say always in the conversation, uh, Intel, they are still the largest by volume chip semiconductor producer, but Intel has a new Gaudi 2 chip. They say will beat NVIDIA's H100 GPU this fall, and then sometime in 2024, Gaudi 3 will be out. So Intel challenging um, NVIDIA, and they say Intel is certainly one to be on your radar. INTC trading at $34.18 on the close on Friday. And the third here that they mentioned, DC, of the chip makers to be on your radar screen for artificial intelligence, Qualcomm. QCOM is the symbol. Qualcomm closed out the week at 107.68. They were all down last week, DC. $107.68. And Qualcomm also has new chips due out soon. Now, Qualcomm's a supplier to Apple. And Friday's Wall Street Journal, DC, they said that Apple tried to do their own chip. Mm. Didn't work out as well. So the new phones have the old Qualcomm-style chips. And it will be that way, according to this article, for a while to go. But Qualcomm has new AI chips coming as well. QCOM should be on your radar as well, according to Alex Siroy's. Next article, DC Taylor, let's tackle the other side. That was the aggressive side, the growth side. Let's look at the defensive side with the seven best energy dividend stocks to buy, according to Matt Whitaker, writing for U.S. News and World Report last week. Of course, uh, energy companies um, are deemed more defensive in tough times. And with rising oil prices, Whitaker thinks you can look at these following companies, and he gives us their dividends. Chevron Corporation, CVX, with a 3.6% dividend. These are as of September 19th, by the way. We have Devon Energy, DVN, with a current 7% dividend yield. I actually think it's a little higher. That was as of September 19th, of course. 
Total Energy TTE. This is a French company, DC, okay. and uh, they have a 4.7% dividend yield right now. Um, they are into gas and oil, but also into renewables as well. And that is the only one on this list that we do not hold for certain clients at NJC Investments. And we've held these energy companies for years, many years before this article came out, just for full disclosure. Next on the list of energy companies that you should own for the dividends, according to U.S. News and World Report, Matt Whitaker says Shell PLC, the symbol there is S-H-E-L with a 3.5% dividend yield next up is eog corporation and eog corporation as of september 19th had a dividend yield of 2.5 percent that's the lowest on the list but they have grown that dividend for six consecutive years and whitaker thinks they can continue to do so we have two to go on these energy companies with high dividends BP is next on the list with a 4.1% dividend yield. Symbol is BP. And then we'll round out with Consolidated Energy, CEIX, with a 3.3% dividend yield. And that one's interesting, DC, because they lean towards coal. But a lot of the uh, a lot of these battery technologies and green energy, yeah. you need coal and oil <laughs> to produce the energy. So go figure. Right. They believe CEIX will be around for years to come because we still need that type of fossil fuel energy, although a lot of people don't want to talk about it. Right. CEIX again with a dividend yield of 3.3%. I know we're moving quickly, D.C. Taylor, but uh, we have a couple minutes left, and I want to fit in the seven high-yield covered call ETFs income investors will love. That's the title of the article from U.S. News & World Report last week. Also, remember, covered calls is a strategy where you're owning the stocks, and inside that fund, D.C., they are selling options against those positions. You don't have to deal with the options market. They do it for you. They bring in a premium, turn around and pay that out in the form of a dividend. Let me give you these tickers and where their dividend yields are. First is the Global X NASDAQ 100 covered call ETF, symbol QYLD, with a trailing 12-month dividend yield of 12.3%. Next is the Global X S&P 500 covered call ETF. So you're owning the S&P index with a covered call strategy, trailing 12-month yield on XYLD 11.7%. Next, in the Russell area, the Global X Russell 2000 covered call ETF, RYLD, with a trailing 12-month yield of 13.5%. That hit a 52-week low on Friday. We own all three of those for certain clients at NJC Investments for full disclosure. The rest on the list, we do not. Next is the J.P. Morgan Equity Premium Income ETF, J-E-P-I. More towards the value side with a 12-month trailing yield of 9.8%. Next is the J.P. Morgan NASDAQ Equity Premium Income ETF, J-E-P-Q. 12.5% trailing 12-month yield. Two to go, DC. Next is Amplify CWP Enhanced Dividend Income ETF, DIVO, with a 4% trailing 12-month yield. And finally, we end up with the iShares 20-Year Treasury Bond Buy Right Strategy 
ETF. It's TLTW with a trailing 12-month yield of 18.5%. Those are some big yields, DC. Yeah. I know I went quick. If you miss them, you can go to our podcast platform or our website for replays of this radio program and all of our prior shows. Thanks again for your help, DC Taylor, today. You're very welcome. And let's remind everyone, hey, there is never a bad time to make a good investment. If you have any questions on our program today, give us a call at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. Thanks again for tuning in this morning on 94.3 FM, The Talker. May God bless you and may God bless America. Make it a great week. We'll see you next Saturday. This has been a FilmWise presentation. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC.